as you walk through the valley of the shadow of hell, you will realize that there is something ahead. Something that lurks behind the dark veil. A veil that is beyond our own comprehension. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. That's right. We're back for a brand new episode. It's episode 94, and today we're going to be talking about two movies that are ripoffs in our new thing, I guess, called Ripoffs, Volume 1. Oh, is this a new segment? Eh, it's not a new segment. It's just flesh and potatoes with a spin. Okay. So this works for me. But basically, we're going to be picking two movies, which we watched that were pretty crazy, Um and not crazy in the like the sense that we the past two movies we watched. Not the interesting sense. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like just blatant ripoffs of other movies, um, almost like acted out exactly like the originals. We picked one from India called Mahakal, which is basically a Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. Mm-hmm. And then we also picked another one called Shocking Dark, which is also known as Terminator Two, The Alienator, and quite a few other titles but that one is pretty much ripping off aliens terminator you name it so it was really interesting to watch these guys so stick around um but first how you been Brittany? what's going on with you i have been fantastic yeah we've been doing uh oh welcome to our first sober podcast no one we had a sober one last week we weren't we did shots last week did we yes oh well it's that's right (laughs) we had our last horror shot last week and i was drinking the whole time so Really? I forgot. I feel so... It's been forever. Yeah. (laughs) It's been a long ride, guys. I really need a drink. (laughs) No, but I'm actually doing all right. Like, it's been... Yeah, I haven't drank since... I thought I drank on Thursday. Yeah, you had a shot on Thursday. Yes, it was. But we aren't done with that, by the way, guys. We figured a way around it a little bit. And uh, so we're still going to do horror shots. We're just not going to do them live. And that way you guys can still have enjoyable drinks for each other. And you can take the shots and tell us all about it. Yeah, tell Hopefully. us how gross it is. But yeah, it's been a sober week, an interesting one. I haven't eaten any meat at all. Oh. Fucking crazy, dude. That is crazy. It is weird. Like, I almost reached because we have like two things of like <laughs> meat in the fridge. And I was like, we got to get rid of that. Because like, I almost reached for it, not even thinking yeah. to make a sandwich. And I didn't. So, but anyway. But uh, what else have you done? <laughs> I started doing this. Uh... I started working out at this, like, women's boxing gym. Nice. So I've been doing that, which is awesome. It's, like, a, this crazy, like, 16-circuit workout. Wow. So it's, like, 45 minutes, so you do the circuit twice, and then it's all boxing in between. So they incorporate boxing and, like, crazy cardio and shit. It's so. like Tybo. It's fucking intense. Just kidding. <laughs> like Tybo. 
Oh my god, what was that guy's name? I can't think of it, but <laughs> he yeah. used to make us do that in PE, and it was my favorite class. <laughs> I was always really good at it. My brother has those fucking tapes, and I want to find them because yeah, I like Billy, that shit. Billy, Billy Jane or something. Billy, Billy Ray. Billy. Billy something. Oh my god, I'm gonna forget. I love that dude. Yeah, too. <laughs> she all... was glorious. Um, but yeah, so I've been doing that. So I'm really sore, and I hate my life. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, it feels great at the end of the day, and I like I already feel like a million times stronger. So, dude, dude I got this cool. new workout. It's crazy. I get up and sit down, <laughs> like throughout the day. Yeah, it's a it's a hell of a workout, guys. You should try it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're way better than me, Brittany. Okay, I know. But I'll get there. I'll get there. I'm not arguing that fact. <laughs> um, for those of you that don't follow me on uh, Instagram, I basically had an occurrence, Brittany. And, and did I tell you about what happened? Okay. So Brittany you doesn't posted know. posted about it, but I didn't read it because I knew you would want to talk about okay, it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So we got, uh, we had another occurrence in the house. And uh, I know some of you skeptics always cringe at this shit. But, uh, you know, I used to be one of you too. So suck it. All right. <laughs> Uh, and I had a couple of my friends taking the piss out of me uh, with that shit. Uh, bender. Um <laughs> It's okay, you know, I understand. They just haven't experienced it. But I hope they get fucking haunted like a motherfucker. Yeah, we hope you get I hope limit. they get taken to the limit and they get fucking, <laughs> they fire the guns off into the dark and shit and like shoot their cat or something. Like, oh I don't know. Oh my God, that's just going too far. <laughs> I'm just kidding, but I really don't. It's an imaginary world. We can do anything. Animals. We can do anything we want. We can involve children. But so, I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> so, yeah, I'd be the same way. Like, <laughs> Ready to shoot my kid? Don't shoot my cat. Like, the fuck. <laughs> anyway, so last night I was sitting there watching the new um, sequence break on Shutter, which was I actually really I kind of liked. I liked it more than Kyle, who did an interview on it, or not an interview, a review Review. on it, and he didn't like it too too much. Um, But I did. I actually thought it was kind of cool for an indie Cronenberg body horror film. Um, But I was watching it. I was really into it. And and the most engrossing part, I look over to my left and I see the curtain tug on the window on the sliding glass door that we always go out to smoke. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, Murray's rolling over. I was like, that's so cute in my mind. He's all next to you. No, he wasn't even next to me. He wasn't even in the room. He was in the bedroom. So I looked down and I go to say, hey, Mur. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I heard something shuffling around. Now, yeah, somebody said that there might be a mouse or something like that. We don't have mice in our house. Like, anything like, I've never seen a mouse in this house. (laughs) And I'm not fucking... Mouse in this house. Dr. Seuss either. But... (laughs) Anyway, so I heard some shuffling, and then I just turned, I paused the movie, and I was like, what the fuck was that? So I sat as quiet as possible. My heart was racing, and I, and then I heard for about five or ten seconds, because I was lost in that moment, it felt like forever, I heard shuffling over there, and, it, and I, I thought somebody was either outside in my, on my back patio, or there was, it sounded like it was in the room like literally a few feet away from me. Mm-hmm. And so I lit, when I heard that, I fucking froze for a second. And then I just darted out of the room and ran back to Christina. I was like, Christina, you got to come with me because I don't know what's going on. Because I wanted her to be with me, mm-hmm. not just because I was scared. I, yeah, I didn't know okay. what was going on. So <laughs> I needed her to be with me. So I had her come with me. I grabbed the bat. I was like, I sh- shoved the chair with it. I was like, get the, what the fuck is that? You know, and I opened the window like a crackhead, you know, like opened the curtain and was like looking outside in my underwear and like, <laughs> ah, ah. And, <laughs> and then there was nobody there. And then Christina was like, 
what the fuck, fuck you is know wrong with like, you? What, what is going on i'm like i'm sorry i was like i just didn't know what was going on i didn't want you to be in the room like i didn't know what was going on i thought my, somebody was in the house like that's what it felt like and um so then she was like you know just come back in the bedroom with me and we'll and finish your movie in there so i did woke up this she woke up this morning long before i did and she walked out to go to the front door uh to take murray out or something like that and there was like one of those little tea candles in the like metal casing the flat ones on round uh they're like white candles or whatever and it was just sitting in front of the door and there is no way that that fell from anywhere because we don't even have them out like we literally put them in a plastic bag in a tote in our kitchen and it would never be near the front door so she was like what the fuck and i went to make sure that the door was locked and i always put my foot against the door to make sure i lock it and i didn't see anything there so and I know that's a little weird. That could have just fallen from somewhere, but you don't have anything. With we don't have there. any candles like that in the front or anything like that. Like there was no. Yeah. There, it was really weird. Now, if you guys have followed along in the podcast, we I've had a lot of these instances. Y'all got a demon. We got like a mirror that broke like in front of me, like for no reason, just in a perfect circle. Um, like someone punched it with like. I don't know how to explain it. Brittany was there when I, I was there. when I recognized it because I heard it but couldn't figure out what busted. And then Brittany came over to record, and I was like, "Oh shit, the mirror's broken!" And I was like, "Oh yeah, that's what that noise was." We've had shelves go down. I had something tapping the foot of my bed. I saw a shadow figure. Christina saw the same curtain that moved and tugged, moving by itself for like ten minutes. Yeah, on and off, and she was like freaked out. And I was like. Anytime that shit happens for that long, please record it. Like, <laughs> don't fuck around. But yeah. Shit, yeah, so we've had a lot of weird shit happen here. She had a dog toy thrown at her, at her feet. Oh, yeah. That's right. That happened. Anyway, guys, I know that some of you out there are skeptics. I understand you. But uh, I hope the fuck that, uh, that you get the experiences that I've had that might make you change your mind a little bit. because It's because it, you didn't leave something for the Dybbuk. Right. No, but this has been happening long before I went there. This yeah. has been happening since I moved in here. Your house is haunted. I'm telling you, man, there's some weird shit. And, and, and just for those skeptics out there also, we've had other things happen that were really weird, and we did our own investigation to figure out what could have caused it, and we've ruled out things. Like, oh, well, that was this. So it's not like we're just like, oh, there's another one. <laughs> there's another one. You know, we're not just <laughs> grabbing onto them like Lucky Charms bullshit. Like, fuck no. Like, I don't want that shit happening in this house. But if I can't explain it, fuck that. Yeah. Anyway. That's crazy. So I thought I would share that with you. I know some of you who listen are also into ghosts because I, you know, the ghost adventures and, you know, I'm a big fan of that shit. But ghosts. Anyway, so yeah, I'm a possessed individual, <laughs> or I have uh, some sort of uh, kinetic powers that I can make things happen, Y'all and I just demon. don't know yet. That's all it is. Yeah. Demon. Hopefully. Hopefully. If I was a superhero, it'd be fucking cool as shit. Yeah, I would hope more for kinetic powers, not a demon. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. Yeah. I just want to levitate shit. I don't want to be until a I, Until I crush somebody into a ball, and accidentally- so Awesome. They just pop. Be sweet. <laughs> Anyway, guys, but uh, I think it might be that time, Brittany. Horse shots! Shots! 
so guys, we're back, and you're probably wondering to yourself, why are two sobriety people talking about <laughs> horror shots? Well, we decided to do wheatgrass. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> wheatgrass shots. Yeah. No, we're actually going to be doing a, 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 a basically a recipe for you guys anyway each week based around and themed around the actual movies that we watch or whatever the theme is that week based on those things. And uh, this week we watched Shocking Dark. I decided that we'd make a Shocking Dark shot. Now, in the movie, if you've seen this movie, there's these sewer creatures in Venice who basically have these long kind of trunks as nose and two red eyes, and they kind of look like a Cthulhu creature. It's really weird. So I thought it'd be kind of interesting to make a shot based on that and call it an alienator because the movie was called Terminator 2 in Italy, and it was also called Alienator in Japan. So I thought, well, we'll just take that name, Alienator, and make a drink for that. So what is in an Alienator? And it's pretty simple. Uh, There's just two things added to this. One, you're going to take basically one part, or actually 75% of your shot, so three-fourths of a shot, you're going to put basically put Jim Beam in there. Um, the Kirkland brand, if you can, because it's <laughs> technically a knockoff shot. Get yeah. it? So it's the same company. So just use Evan Williams, because it's like knockoff Jack Daniels. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> But you could use Jim Beam, Evan Williams, whatever. Then use, you're going to put in, fill in the rest with... Amaretto liqueur uh, for that Italian. <laughs> and then you take two small, tiny little maraschino cherries and you put them in there the for the two red eyes. Cute. Now, here's the kicker. You don't drink this shot because you're going to choke on the fucking cherries, guys. So what you do for the trunk, you take a straw and you stick it in there and you slam the shot through the straw. That's so cute. I'm Isn't it? we're not doing it. <laughs> I know. I was like, fuck. Christina was like, that's a really it's good really one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I put some, we put some real love and BTV in these shots, we guys. Uh, so I'll tell you what. As a kind of a bonus or something like that, the first one of you to send us a video of this shot, I will send you a $10 gift card to Amazon. Dope. Just for doing it. I'm going to do it. But you have to show us, <laughs> you have to show us that you've got the ingredients it's either Jim Beam or Evan Williams, Amaretto liqueur, two maraschino cherries, and drink it from a straw. So you do it all, take the shot, and I'll hook you up. Yeah, yeah, do it. So that's a good incentive. I think so. I can't take the shot, so you guys got to please. Like, if we could get this, we'll post your your video up on all of our social media. Uh, Cause fuck yeah, I'd love to promote that shit. Like, people are fucking taking our shots. Hell yeah. So if you'd like to find out how to take an alienator, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com and check out our hashtag horror shots. Dot com. Dot com. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it for horror shots. Horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to jump into... The Fucking News! Here is the Fucking News! All right, guys, so what we're going to do now is go over some of the news that uh, we picked out this week. Uh, You may have already heard about this, but there is a new Doom movie coming out uh, that's already been pretty much shot. They're doing a lot of the uh, promotion by putting up stills and pictures from the movie set and videos. And uh, it looks like um, 
they're doing a brand new direct-to-video ad- adaptation of the Doom video game franchise, and it basically they're just now wrapping on the film. A lot of the Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts have been posting all this like random stuff, so Bloody Disgusting tracked it all down and put it into one post, and I'll give you guys a link to that. So you might want to check out some of the pictures and video. Um, but apparently the movie is set for release uh, January 1st, 2019. So... Um, I don't know. It's going to have quite a few people in it. Um, a lot of the people that are in the movie, it's, I think it's okay to have it a little bit of a low budget because I think Hollywood would fuck it up and this might actually stay true to the spirit of it. I don't know. I kind of feel like they're going to do a lot of CGI Yep. and I hope they don't. And I've said this to other people, like they have to know that the one with the rock wasn't all that great. Right. (laughs) So they know what not to do. Right. (laughs) I hope that they put some practical effects. I haven't seen any yet. (laughs) Well, I feel like if it's a budget thing, they're not going to do a lot of practical effects because that's more expensive. I'd be curious to see what it is. I don't want to get my hopes up about it, but... I always just remember that game scaring the ever-living shit out of me. Some people were like, you should have let Necrostorm do it. I'm like, the people that did the the Hotel Inferno? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, they might have done a hyper-gory, super-realistic, you know what I mean? Or... Sort of realistic. Sort of realistic. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to anybody that likes their videos. Also in the news, we got a new Pumpkinhead reboot. They just found a new screenwriter for that. And it's the guy who did S. Darko. If you've ever seen the sequel to Donnie Darko, he's going to be writing it. I didn't even know they did a sequel to Donnie Darko. You didn't know that? No. Jesus. It said on Deadline that the remake has a, a, a screenwriter, Nate Atkins. He's going to basically put the story together for this. Uh, I don't know when the movies. It's it's supposed to be a reboot of the entire series. Um, it's I don't know when it's supposed to come out because I think it was supposed to have already been worked on. So, but would you guys be interested to see a reboot of Pumpkinhead? Do you think they would do it any harm? The first one's really good. Did you see the first one? Yeah. Did you see any of the other ones? No. I don't dislike all the other ones, but I just, I think we just kind of want to see mayhem with Pumpkinhead. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the first one, but I didn't really like it all that much to keep him going. So, that's why yeah. I was like, eh. Well, and they but also. I would be interested to see a remake of it. I wouldn't mind, but I know that some people are, that's like their baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I would like to see some sort of like. I don't know. I didn't like when they went back in time to like olden times of Pumpkinhead, <laughs> like the origins of Pumpkinhead. Whenever they go to the origins of something, I always like, it just doesn't feel right. No, it's always, I don't know. It is always weird. I know some people get into the period piece stuff. I just, for me, it's really hard. I don't get scared by it. I can't position myself in that, you know, thing. Right. So they talk in these old timey voices and shit, you know, like pilgrims and shit. Like, I don't know. But what do you guys think? Are you excited that there is going to be some sort of pumpkin head anything coming up? Do you have any faith in it or should they just trash the shit out of it? Um, Also, you guys probably already saw the new trailer for the Halloween movie that's coming out here this Halloween, pretty much this October. And uh, there's been a lot of talk about it. Are you excited for it, Brittany? Yes. Yeah. Very. I very, very, very what excited. they showed in the teaser, which you know, this we recorded this on Thursday, the day before the trailer aired, so we don't really know what it is going to be about yet, uh, or how it's going to look, or if it'll answer any questions. Probably not. <laughs> 
But there has been a little bit of talk in the Do You Love Horror group that we uh, uh, run. And uh, I also did a poll on Twitter. And it looks like in the poll I asked, I said, how do you like your Michael Myers? Let's discuss. Human or supernatural? And it was a poll. And it says we got like 60 votes or 59 votes. 59% of them said human. 41% said supernatural. What do you think about the whole, the two? Because it looks like, and it sounds like, since they're skipping over the second one, that he's been locked up 40 years and he yeah. breaks out somehow. He's supernatural. Huh? He's supernatural. I don't, Sorry. I don't think they're going to answer it, which is no, my hope. I don't think they will either, but... I don't know. To me, he's always felt supernatural. Any fucking slasher, like for the franchises that go that long, right? I feel like. Well, no, because Leatherface isn't supernatural. Leatherface is not supernatural, but he's one big ass motherfucker. Right. But then at the same time, you look at that, and he like almost cut his leg off in the first one. Oh so yeah. What happened with that? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. But you know that's an interesting thought. I never really thought about Leatherface. Yeah, I just I don't know. I just I feel like I, I, always... I just think that his ass would have been killed. So easily and too easily if he right. was human because he gets fucked up. Michael, Michael Myers gets fucked up. So, I mean, if he wasn't some touch of supernatural. He's never been like shot. And I mean, I think he's been he stabbed shot. in the face in his eye. But I mean, with the coat hanger and shit like that or the he needle definitely got shot. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't mean I just meant shot in the head. Oh, I didn't get head. to finish my thought. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, no, no. Yeah, I just like if 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 he's just human, I would just be like pop right in the face. Exactly done. Like that's where it's over. And that like, sucks because like I don't dislike Michael Myers. I love no, the first I two movies a hundred percent. Love Michael Myers. Um, but Halloween's one of my favorites. I've noticed that a lot of people really want the human aspect, which is interesting because one of my friends, uh, Ken King, uh, who is not related to me, uh, actually said he was like, you know, it's funny. He's like when the reboot for for the Friday the 13th movie came out, everyone was complaining about how Jason was too human. And they justified him moving around very fast because he dug tunnels. Do you remember in the reboot? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people were really upset. They were like, that's not Jason. You know what I mean? All of Michael Myers' franchise, as disheveled as it has been, and, and how many that are not so great. Number three. That are in it that, you know, <laughs> like I can't, stand up for 100%. Uh, I feel like, you know, like, I feel like just a little bit of Supernatural. It doesn't need to go yeah. Michael Myers 666. No. Like, the, the producers cut crazy. Right. I, I feel like we don't need to take him on the same level as Jason. Because Jason no. is very clearly a Supernatural being in some way, shape, or form. But, like, Michael Myers needs... He's still human, but he's not fully fucking human. Like, I just hope I, don't they, I just hope they don't answer the question. And I'm pretty sure that they won't. Right. And I feel like people why they would want, you know, these slasher serial killers or whatever to be human is because they they always think that they can defeat them. Right. I feel like that's why people gravitate that, more well, towards that's why, that. That's what bothers me because, like, I, I, and again, guys, I, like, totally understand that you guys want the human, like, majority of you guys want the human aspect. Totally get it. Right. But to me, for me personally, like, humans can be fucking scary as fuck, don't get me wrong, but I can't fathom or reason with something that's supernatural because it's a completely different rule set than what I've grown to know. Exactly. 
So it's it's scarier to me to not know that rule set, the shape moving around. So I feel like just a little bit of fucking supernatural, like they don't have to explain anything about the supernatural. I don't want any of that. They don't have to go <laughs> producers cuts crazy 666 runes on the floor, crazy Michael Myers was son of Satan bullshit, no. uh, which is still interesting. I like that movie, but yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just, I'm a little worried about the the movie. I'm not trying to be negative Nancy oh, here. I'm, I think they're going to do a good job. I am just a little concerned because I was really disheartened that they're skipping over part two and just cutting it out and now this is going to be the official it's sequel official se- yeah it's kind of weird it just feels odd it feels it feels like i've shot my little child in the face i'm like well one of you's gotta go bye timmy yeah <laughs> <laughs> bam <laughs> look at the pretty flowers yes <laughs> best reference ever anyway uh in other news uh, we've got one more here since we're going long uh you guys have probably heard me talk about this before. There's a guy on Twitter who actually uh, talks about a character called Dear David, who is a ghost in his apartment. He's moved away from this, and the ghost followed him. Uh, he said his name three times, supposedly, and this ghost will not leave him alone. There is many, 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 many Twitter uh, posts that he has, like, these long 26 Twitter posts Mm-hmm. things talking about dear david and uh so if you guys have ever heard about this you should you should probably look him up but adam ellis e-l-l-i-s is on twitter but it's a story of dear david that he's been telling everybody and sharing photos and all this other stuff of is actually going to be getting a movie believe it or not uh so basically the rap has learned exclusively that BuzzFeed Studios is partnering on the film with the IT producer, Dan Lin's, uh, Dan Lin's Rideback. Uh, the, the film basically is currently named the Untitled Dear David Project, and it will be a high-concept horror thriller based on Ellis's tweets and the images that he shared. Uh, he says that the entire story is true, and it began in August 7th, 2017 so i followed it i actually he had set up this camera in the background like over him while he was sleeping that would take every 30 seconds it would take a picture and dump it on his computer well you see pictures of dear david like standing in different parts of the room standing over top of him and i took all of the pictures and turned it into a gif a gif whatever you want to fucking call it and i could see shadows moving and stuff off camera and i was like I started to question the validity of it. Yeah. You know, because I'm still skeptical, even though I have crazy shit happen to me. Well, yeah, I mean, shit like that, like... You have to be a little skeptical. Exactly. Like, I don't don't know. Like, I've always felt skeptical about it, too. So, I mean, it's it's a cool fucking story. Right. And the story is basically that this there's this kid that haunts him who he said his name in a dream or something. He was haunting him in a dream or something like that. Shit started falling off his shelf and all this other stuff. And some lady's like, oh, you're dealing with dear David. And all of a sudden he said the name and said his name a couple of times, almost like Candyman or some shit. <laughs> and fucking dear David started fucking him. No, I'm scared. <laughs> Fucking him right in the butt. No, no. It's it's like a kid with a sunken in head uh, that's like misshapen head like he got killed. Kicked in or the head. Like, I don't know. Maybe he just fell. Right. the head from a horse. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, dude. Like, those images are unsettling as fuck. So, dude, and I, I used to follow I saw it. that shit, like, if I played back camera footage and I saw that shit hovering over my fucking bed or my body when I'm right. sleeping, my ass would move. 
Right. I would move to another country or something. I'd be gone. <laughs> like, no, thank you. I'm curious to see how the movie is going to go. One of my buddies was like, BuzzFeed, fuck it, it's garbage. Yeah. And I was <laughs> I like, you're even, probably I, right. I didn't even realize BuzzFeed had, like, made movies. <laughs> I thought they just did those shitty Facebook quizzes. <laughs> I mean, it might be good. I don't know. I mean, yeah. they're just attached to it by I mean, I'll money. watch it, but yeah. at the same time, I'll be creeped the fuck out by it. Because anything with kids... It is a little creepy. ...freaks me the fuck out. As like, long as it's not, like, old-timey... <laughs> like when I was watching old timey shit. I do. I don't know. You just hate old timey. Like shit. Christina like... was watching the Winchester movie, and I, the whole every time I got scared, I would be like, "Great Abraham's ghost!" Like <laughs> you know, like it's just I think it's silly. Like I just can't get into it. <laughs> she was laughing too because oh, it was I'm a died. silly movie. That shit's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. What do you guys think about that though? Any of the news that we talked about, please sound off in the comment section of any of our social media on the website for the episode anywhere you like. We like to hear from you guys, so let us know. But that's it for the news. Alright guys, so what we're going to do now is we're going to jump into our flesh and potatoes of Rip-Offs Volume 1. <laughs> we're going to go ahead and do that right now. All right, guys, we're back, and I think we're going to kick it off with the Bollywood favorite of all time, and it is Mahakal, also known as, well, it's called Mahakal the Monster, which yeah. is basically Mahakal, but I've also, in the movie, they said it, it was death, so I was a little confused by that. Oh, yeah, you're right. Now, Mahakal the Monster came out in 1993, although it was started on 1988 so it actually waited on the shelf for five years before releasing and we'll explain why in the future now this movie is not to be confused with the 2009 movie or even the superhero tv series in india uh, the story is a demon torments the family and friends of anita in order to take revenge on his death which was caused by her police officer father. The rest of the movie is how Anita tackles the demon with the help of her boyfriend, which sounds nothing like Nightmare on Elm Street, by the way, <laughs> uh, even though it is literally almost verbatim the same. Yeah, it's crazy. It was directed by the Ramsey brothers. There's Shyam Ramsey, who did the movies Hotel, The Shot, 30, 3D Samurai, Purani Paveli, The Magnificent Guardian, and most recently, Neighbors in 2014 about vampires, which I wonder if it's like Fright like, Night. Probably. <laughs> Mixed with Neighbors from Seth Rogen. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I would fucking die. Nothing's like, off limits. I need, to, I need to look that up now. I know. I'm going to look it up because if it is, it's going to be so fucking funny. I do kind of want to check it out to see what it's like. Uh, also, uh, his the other Ramsey is Tulsa Ramsey who did a lot of the same movies as Shyam, 
uh, Hotel de Shot, The Magnificent Guardian, a few others that they worked on, but Mahakal was one of the last ones that Tulsi worked on with his brother. They also had Gangu Ramsey, who was the cinematographer of this movie as well. But uh, they do have something you'll find in Bollywood uh, horror movies is that they will do, if you're not familiar with Bollywood, is basically they do musicals, comedy, and whatever the other genre is whatever the main genre is. And they always mix in singing and dancing and also general, weird comedic shit that you would not understand. General annoyance. Yeah. <laughs> but they also do a lot of credits to the people who write the songs for the movie. Uh, sometimes they don't really express what is going on in the story necessarily. And in this one, it was much more like a love thing just kind of more describing emotions between people. I don't know. Sense. <laughs> it is a little confusing for those who aren't used to it. But just so you guys know, if you've never heard of a Bollywood film, they do a lot of different genres. Action seems to be really kind of a big one. They do kind of stuff that's like very similar to some of the Kung Fu mm -hmm. shit you saw in the 90s and 80s uh, that were really popular and silly. Um, yeah, they incorporate that in this movie too. Yes, they do actually. There's a lot of really good action um, Bollywood films. Uh, but there is, in the cast, we have Arkana Paran Singh, who plays Anita. She was in Love Story 2050, Cook Cook Hots High, <laughs> Agni Path, and Jana Sheen, and many more that I can't pronounce. Karan Shah was in this movie. He plays Prakash, a.k.a. Anita's boyfriend. And he was in Baby and Nam Shabana. Also, one of the comedic greats of India, technically, is Johnny Lever. He was the canteen and hotel manager, a.k.a. Michael Jackson and many other weird characters. Oh, yeah, characters. yeah, okay, that's the Michael Jackson wannabe. Right. He was fucking hilarious. Yeah, and he was in movies like Raja Hindustani, Hotel Beautiful, F-O-O-L, play on words, Players, Masti Express, and literally... 295 fucking roles. He's wow. a Indian comedian, comedic Extraordinary. god. Yeah. yeah. Fucking A. Right? Like, what the fuck? Does he start acting when he was four? <laughs> uh, there's an interesting tidbit on some of his. I got some uh, background and history on him because I found it really interesting. Um, but what are your thoughts on this film, Brittany? How were you subjected to this? And uh, are you mad at me? <laughs> I told Mouse, like, I'm like, if we threw him, I'm gonna fucking kill Alex. Like, I swear to God. <laughs> no, like, I, this is, okay. So I sat through probably the first couple of little break songs right away to that. And then the rest of them, I skipped through it because I just can't handle it. Like, I fucking hate musicals. Like, wh there's, a, there's a couple exceptions, and they are very, very, very rare, small, tiny exceptions. Right. That I make to the fact how much I hate fucking musicals. Right. But I just don't like them. And it's a fucking musical. Like, that's what Bollywood is. Bollywood is a musical. Well, it's, like, it's their style It's their there, style yeah. of a fucking musical. Makes perfect sense out there. Yeah, to them, it's great. And I actually like Bollywood. The whole thing is fantastic to me. I think it's really interesting. It's just not something I want right. to watch. So, and I had no idea that there was such a thing as Bollywood horror. So, I was just completely taken out of my element with this. And <laughs> You got slapped in the face with I a... got fucking slapped in the face with it. And I was just like, what the hell? But I enjoyed this movie way more than the other one. The other one. Really? Just dropping the ball right there, right off right the bat. Right in there. Like, I had more fun with this one. Like, <laughs> okay. I, I did, even though I wanted 
fucking slit my throat like half the time but <laughs> it's cool like it's still it there's funny parts in it which i was laughing my ass off because a little michael jackson wannabe slate right. me the whole time he was so fucking funny like his everything about him his presence and all the different characters that he plays which you can always catch him in all these different characters like so you like, got the lever of, fever i do i totally uh. do like he was really funny <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fever. That's I think that's actually a really a real thing out there. They called it oh, lever. I bet it is because some people called him Johnny Fever because he was so hot. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah, baby. He was hilarious. <laughs> like he was that my like redeeming factor. Yeah, he Saving saved it for you. Yeah, for this movie yeah. was was him. Even though it was kind of annoying at the same time, but he was still right. really funny. So I don't know. I this, even though the story is like so hard, a fucking rip off of. Of Freddy Krueger, it's ridiculous. Right, like it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. But I mean, like, and you'll get to it when we talk about scenes. But, sure, like, even scenes, especially like in particular, that are so close, identical, almost. Yeah, yeah. almost. And I'm like, well, like minor changes. There's a pretty interesting story on it. When, when but, we get to it, I mean, it was still, even though it's a total ripoff, like they kind of did their own thing with it. I think so too. Yeah, they did make it their own. Like they took the story of that character and gave it life right independently right so they did a really good job i was actually kind of impressed with that how they twisted it at the end anything that you hated about it other than the bollywood music store sort of thing um anything that like got under your skin yes what the whole like last scene like the, the final the end of it okay 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 all of that was so fucking frustrating to me because there were so many parts where i'm just like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> Like, why are you doing that? (laughs) It's interesting. Talk about it yet, but we'll get to that, I guess. But as soon as I started watching it, I was like, I kind of knew that there was going to be singing and dancing in it. I mean, I knew because it was Bollywood. I I haven't watched a ton of them. I'm kind of new to the whole subgenre, but uh, it's like a subgenre subgenre. I don't know because like like horror is a subgenre of the subgenre. But it is a genre as well, so it's well, really confusing. It sounds like every other Bollywood fucking shit I've ever heard or seen in my life. So right. it's the same kind of dancing and the same kind of singing. And, like, they all have the same style, like, stylization. Like, the women's voices all sound the same and are to the same keys. It's the same with, like, the men's. At least what I've noticed and what I've seen for Bollywood, it's and the, all and the, the girls, same. The girls always have the same so voice. Did you notice? It's really yes. high-pitched. It's so fucking irritating. I love you yeah. Yeah. Like, so I don't know how what like, oh. they did repeat themselves quite a bit. Yes, <laughs> like the same fucking parts and like that shit annoyed me too. In the camera stuff, they did the same shit with the cameras too, where they would do like oh. this like double, triple, quadruple take thing. Right, that was so irritating to me. <laughs> like I'm gonna fucking cut it out. Like we get it. Like <sighs> stop zooming in on it. Like, <laughs> this is not important. <laughs> like, oh, it was so irksome. I wasn't personally overly impressed with it as much as some of my friends had uh, kind of pumped it up for me a little bit. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, say I was impressed with it either. But <laughs> There was some really good things about it, and it was done rather stylish in its own way with the lighting and stuff like that. Some of the camera work and some of the things that they did were kind of unique, even though it was directly ripping off uh, Elm Street, and it's not even the first one to rip it off uh, in the Bollywood scene. Yeah. Um, but uh, it did do, do its own thing. It's a it's a horror Bollywood movie, so you're gonna have your comedic parts, like I was telling you, and it's singing and dancing to love songs, professing their love to one another over and over again, and then you spread it in with bits of weird horror here and there, pretty oh. much. I felt like it was just a little bit too long. It's two hours long, guys, two hours and nine minutes to oh, be exact, so long. 
And literally from two hour mark to the nine minute mark, two hour and nine minute mark, like all the way from beginning to end, it starts and ends. There's no credits. Like you don't even get a, it's pretty much just there it is. But I was like, damn, but you got to squeeze in those funny parts by Johnny Lever and all those nonsensical singing and dancing, which to a lot of us may be very weird and it may be a little jarring for some people because tonally um it makes well, no sense well yeah because it's supposed to be a horror movie so you're not expecting this weird you know three different types of movie in one in different segments like there's scary part then singing and dancing it's very cut and dry and then comedic part yeah. and then it just repeats pretty much yeah, but it's... you know i'm not used to it so it may have confused me for the tone of the movie in that sense but i will say johnny lever's parts like you said albeit wacky and sometimes corny as fuck made me crack up a few times whether inadvertently or not yeah. because it was just silly and i was like what in the fuck there was like a moment where he was like looked like he was jerking off in a tree like <laughs> That I was like, what is happening? Yeah, why? <laughs> Dur- during one of the singing parts. And he's just on? sitting there going, oh, yeah. Oh. And I was like, all right, guy, get down. Look like, you know what it remind me of? John Lovitz in the fucking Little Nicky scene. Yes. When he's in the tree. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's what it totally reminded me of. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> it's like one it's, of my favorite a, movies it's a, ever. It's a closet movie it's for me. It's so yeah. good. Um, so good. Yeah, it's a guilty pleasure movie for sure. But, I mean, so you're going to definitely find some things that you can like in this movie, even though, you know, it may change the vibe of the movie throughout the whole thing. Uh, even though it, it, even though it's not, like, my cup of tea, like, I still think it has its moments of style uh, and work that they put into it that I did dig. And I do appreciate that they were creative enough to try to do different things, and I'll explain why they did that in a little bit here. But some of the moments were really laughable, though. And, and you know, they did a few things either I liked or just laughed at, so it wasn't exactly just a horrible movie to sit through. Right. Um, but two hours, yeah, that's kind of a... Way too fucking that's long. That's a long... Two Both hours and nine minutes. Were long. Fuck's sake. Um, that's mainly why I wanted to kill you. I was like, Alex, seriously, both these movies are two hours long? (laughs) Fuck you. I'm glad I watched it, though, because I've been wanting to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not upset about it. It's weird to see. It's it's essentially like someone else's a reboot of the movie. Yeah. And yeah. Well, I skipped through the singing, so it was a lot shorter for me. Oh, you did? (laughs) Yes, I did. If you want to make the movie Uh, a whole lot shorter, skip through the singing. You cheated, Brittany. You cheated. There is nothing of fucking substance in those Um, scenes. There was a lot of love, Don't a care. lot of like professing of love. <laughs> Don't fucking care. Uh, you have to know how much they love each other. <laughs> that means nothing to the story. <laughs> you have to know how much they love each other. <laughs> they only tell you like a hundred times. Because when people get songs. killed or attacked, you got to know. You just got to know. You got to know that love. Got to know. It's like you got to build up that love, <laughs> so that when they die, you... no, I'm kidding. Oh, God. So now to 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 kind of tell you some of the trivia on this, and you'll be interested in this. I am interested. It was, like I mentioned before, it was starting in 1988, but it didn't release until 93. And the reason for that is that the Ramses put the film on the shelf because there was a rival studio uh, that released its own Elm Street ripoff before production on Mahakal was completed. So the Ramsey brothers, a lot of people have said that they've kind of created the whole horror scene mm-hmm. in Bollywood. So the, the Ramsey brothers have given a lot of life to it, but there was other people that that did a lot of that stuff out there too, and and 
they basically ran the scene for like a decade. They were like some of the more popular ones. But like I was saying that Maha Call was actually one of the last ones in the decade for them to work on it together, the Ramsey brothers. Um, but the ripoff that was done before it was done by Mohan Bakri, who was the Ramsey brothers rival, as I mentioned. And he had already released his own ripoff called Kuni Murda. So, and a lot of the scenes that were in that movie in, in Kuni Murda were exact ripoffs of Nightmare on Elm Street. Interesting. Although it didn't really deal with Freddy Krueger glove looking guy. Now, guys, for those of you who haven't seen this movie, they literally use the same fucking Freddy Krueger glove, only it's gold. Yeah. And so it's got some bling to it. You know what I mean? But the, the Cooney Murder movie is, I haven't seen it. I was tempted to watch it, but I just didn't have enough time. So I definitely want to check it out. So you guys might want to look that up if you have seen this movie and you didn't know that. Uh, or want to watch it afterwards. Um, but what what basically the Ramsey brothers had to do is that they had to come back to the movie. They had to change the scenes that they had in this movie to be a little bit more creative so they weren't exact ripoffs because not because of the Nightmare on Elm Street. They weren't worried about Nightmare on Elm Street being ripped off. <laughs> they were worried about the Indian scene of horror movies ripping off another India yeah. Bolly, horror Bollywood. So they had to get creative with it. And so you'll notice that the, there's like a tweak to some of the deaths and, 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 and shit in there that are interesting. But everything follows the same beats. In fact, the original, when you watch, when you opening scene of the movie is literally the exact verbatim of the original Elm Street. And a lot of the scenes are, but they, again, little things. they did have to tweak a few things. It follows the guy who gets blamed for the girl's death. You know, who goes to jail the whole scene when he's like getting ready to get captured and he tries to find uh, Anita is almost exactly like same movements and everything, guys. Like it's almost exactly. But um, but anyway, they did get more creative with it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, It was released on DVD in 2009 here in the States on uh, Mondo Macabro. So if you guys are interested and you want to pick it up, it's only one hundred and eighty four dollars. Oh my god. That's it. And it's a double it's you get two movies for 184 guys, not a bad deal. Just watch it on YouTube, guys. Yeah, that's what we did. <laughs> Hate to say it, I'm always a supporter of that, but if I can't get it. 184. Are you kidding me? It's their fault for not re-releasing it, I guess. <laughs> So, yeah, if you want to check it out on YouTube, you can find one uh, on there and you'll have to turn on the the CC, the closed Closed captions. (laughs) So I did. Uh, It's not so bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Johnny Lever, who is the comedic relief, technically, he plays all these different roles in it. And uh, he's really good at playing different characters, even though they're not spot on. They're just entertaining. Yeah. So he plays Michael Jackson. In the very beginning, you're in the canteen or the, the cafeteria of some sort and at this college. Because like in the original Elm Street movie, the kids are in high school. But in this movie, they're in college. They're too old for high school. Yeah, they're too old for high school. And too it's, old for college, I feel like. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Although they could be 30, 40 years old. Who knows? But... Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but he did a lot of different roles in this movie, and part of the reason that he got his start as a comedic actor is because he used to work in this factory, I guess, and uh, all the guys there at his regular job would be like, hey, do the Elvis impersonation, do the Elvis impersonation. So he got a lot of inspiration from the people that were cheering him on at his work and decided to go take you know little steps at a time until he just is in 295 fucking roles. Really blew up. Yeah. yeah. So it, it really fired up his enthusiasm to do more. So now he's a really big star and he's been in just about every fucking movie. <laughs> like it's 295 films, guys. Yeah, it's insane. There's some actors that are, I don't know, there's not many actors that I've seen that have that many credits when we do these things. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually like between 40 and like 200, but yeah, never like 300. Very, something. not very rare. Is it 300? Yeah. And I'm sure that there's a few shitbags of a movie in there. There are a lot of them are <laughs> yeah. shitbag movies. Yeah, he probably did like 20 in like one year, you probably. know what I mean? They're all like terrible. Right. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, I did 40 films that year. It's like, holy shit. Yeah, you're insane. <laughs> because this movie released so late, it did get kind of mediocre results, you know, but it was five years late. So I bet if it would have released okay. and Cooney Murda hadn't been out, uh, it probably would have done really well over there. But it didn't get that great a release. Uh, they didn't get that much money off of it. But it's still kind of like one of the classic cult ripoffs that you can watch today on YouTube. Today on YouTube. <laughs> or pay $184. <laughs> I don't think many people would want to take the risk on that. Like, is it good? I don't know. Let's spend $200. Spend 200 bucks. <laughs> get two movies for $200. Yeah. So then they get it and play it, and they're like, "Why?" Right? How much two hundred dollars? They're like, "Fuck you, BTV!" I'm fucking like they <laughs> they dox dick. us and shit. <laughs> Don't you fucking do that to me? <laughs> anyway, uh, so what are you, what scenes did you like about this? Like that you wanted to talk about? I don't know. I did like the opening scene just mainly because you get your first introduction to their fucking Freddy ripoff, and he's right. terrible. He is terrible. He doesn't say a word either. No, he doesn't. He just laughs. They should have made him funnier. <laughs> I'm like, God damn it. There's some differences. It's another in... laughing movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a lot of differences. Yeah, I feel there like really the only is. Like, similarity is the glove. That's really it. The glove and he doesn't talk. He's a quiet killer. And uh, although the first jokes. movie, he was kind of quiet. Well, Freddie makes a ton of jokes. Right. The fucker's hilarious. Any, by the way, any of the any of the movie parts that they did, uh, that they did change, they either borrowed from later Friday the Thirteenth films for the kills mm-hmm. to steal from, rather than the first one. So you do get Friday Nightmare on Elm Street kills, yeah, but you don't get them from the first one necessarily. It's like the whole franchise, yeah, there's rolled into one ripoff. It is kind of well up until <laughs> ninety whatever, right. <laughs> pretty decent I yeah but the first the, one i just like the first introduction to that character yeah i like what the hell <laughs> i thought it was pretty cool like they did like the lighting was really cool like seeing freddie with a hair instead of a hat was kind of odd i didn't know if i really got it and his face is really he's weird he's got like clay on his face right like it's weird it looks like mud for like most of it until you get to like close up and then you can see where he's got like some he looks like a zombie yeah, and the, and the funny thing is and in this movie the differences about for each of them are freddie is like some sort of guy who kills children for his own pleasure. He's a pedophile. Yeah. But in this one, this guy only kills children to gain more power. Yeah. Because he's a sorcerer. Yeah, he's black magic. But they both attack and kill people through their dreams. Mm-hmm. And we'll go into that a little bit more. One of my first favorite scenes, though, is the Johnny Lever, Michael Jackson wannabe <laughs> lunch guy, basically. So good. He talks about getting a 
meaty role, wink, wink, and acting, and he's and then he starts going, mmm, starts licking his lips, and I was like, what the fuck? And then he starts dancing like Michael Jackson, and then some guy starts hitting on him, like hit punching him, yeah, <laughs> like punching him, not picking yeah. him up. Him. <laughs> he starts sucking his dick. <laughs> I thought it made the movie more interesting. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, do you have another favorite scene that you uh, can think of? Um, I liked the scene after um, What's-Her-Fucking-Face gets killed. And they're... Okay, so it's Anita. Anita is at school, right? She's in class. And she all of a sudden sees, like, her friend's body that's, like, in the hallway. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. she was wrapped up in the plastic or in the body. Was yeah, it a body bag it was or like, just plastic? No, it was plastic. Just it was, plastic like, wrap. verbatim of the scene. Yeah, yeah, and so she sees her out in the hallway, and she, like, comes out of the bag and shit, obviously, and she starts calling to her, even though I wanted to fucking punch her the entire time. She, Anita! 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 Over and like, over. Oh, my God! Like, I muted it. <laughs> I'm like, it is pretty shut annoying. Fuck up, like I can't do it, and like that's that's what both these movies have in common: are two annoying people saying the same name a hundred fucking times, and I was losing my mind the whole time. <laughs> but anyway, so that scene was visually really cool. So okay. I, they did a pretty decent job in the blood trail going down the hallway right. and all that. It was Sliding fun. down the hallway, putting her yeah, hand up. It was almost verbatim like, to the really, scene. Yeah, I mean, it was just cool. I, I liked it visually that's why it i thought it was good scenes. that was one of the, the 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 rips and the mimic scenes i guess yeah. they do also have that scene where freddie is running at one well, freddie <laughs> maybe i should just say uh, well his name is sahakal sahak or sakal sakal yeah yeah and uh not steven seagal sakal <laughs> and uh or you know you could call him mahinder kruger uh, if you <laughs> Probably, probably just <laughs> I was, I did, well when i was taking notes i didn't know what to call him i didn't know what to call him because they, you don't find out his name until like the end like like About an hour and minutes. a half into yeah, the movie like the last 30 minutes i feel like so i was taking notes and i was like uh what do i call him freddie like i don't know <laughs> the kruger <laughs> it's amazing but- it sounds really borderline something, but I, yeah. I don't mean it that way, guys. No. Um, That's just funny. Uh, there was another scene where the there's like a little sister who died. Like, they tell the story of like how she died. And oh, yeah, that was cool. She sort of turns into a skeleton, and then uh, Hinda Kruger grabs Main Girl in a dream, <laughs> and she rips off his face. That was kind of cool. That was cool. Um, Even though they used the same exact video clip of the skeleton falling every time it fell on her right all oh, the different yeah, skeletons yeah. it was the same fucking clip right every single time silly and they did that a lot with Mander kruger too yeah <laughs> i can't that's so good like people would probably hate us for that but I don't yeah we're not shit. being it's not about that guys it's we just fucking funny <laughs> necessity is the mother of invention it's okay funny <laughs> <laughs> but uh so did you see the part where the Michael Jackson guy, the lookalike, well, not lookalike, but the Johnny Lever playing Michael Jackson, when they're picking <laughs> up the Jackson. guy in the street and they're like trying to arrest the guy that they're blaming for killing her? Yo, the girl, yeah. He like picks his nose and then <laughs> wipes it on his shirt. Yeah, dude. <laughs> the fucking rapey dude. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah, he just wipes it right on his shoulder. I was like, what? I was the like, are you fuck? kidding me? <laughs> like, the hell is going on in this movie there was another part like like all the best parts in my opinion were his parts 
Yeah, I agree. Like, a lot of them. Like, I wasn't really impressed by anything else. And and I don't know why. I just, like, he's just got that personality, I guess. There was that scene where the two girls are getting attacked by these guys. And Oh, yeah, what's up with that, and, by the way? And the hotel, or, like, they... It's a restaurant. Yeah, he goes, he, these guys that are, like, thugs, like, try to hit on these girls. The girls tell him no. So then they take him into a restaurant and try to rape them on tables in front of, like, 30 uh, like fucking people? patrons. Yeah, and, and no the, one's doing anything. <laughs> and then Johnny Lever comes in, the guy who's normally playing Michael Jackson, comes Comes in with a an entire leather getup, calling himself Shahensha <laughs> over and over and over again, which means emperor. It's the emperor, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, because they're was. like of what? Yeah, he's like, yeah, of what? He's like Shahensha. He has bells on his arms. Shahensha. It's great. Yeah, and I guess that's a character probably in a Bollywood I, story. It's gotta be. I I didn't know. It's gotta be. But every time he lifts his hand up in the air to say his name, he's got bells all over his arm, so the bells go off. Too. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was cute. I it was pretty it. funny. Yeah, but he fights hair. all the thugs, and he it's not great action, but. <laughs> no, the better ninja scene was uh, when that fucking creepy dude tried to and his thug friends tried to rape Anita on college campus. Right in the middle, in the middle of, of everyone. The daytime in front of literally like, like again the whole school. By the way, I'm like what the fuck? Before I forget that, that scene, scene with dope. the two girls in the restaurant of 30 people and rapey thing. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that was a daydream that he was cuz he's known for making up these tall tales. Oh, okay. That and acting sense. these oh, roles. Oh, it was, you're right cuz they it goes to him talking. And they're like, "Yeah, he's so funny. What a stupid man." Yeah. Oh, <laughs> damn. <laughs> Uh, to give you guys some of the rips and mimic scenes, just to kind of go down a quick list of them, I wrote them down. Uh, there's the one I told you about, Freddy running down the alleyway with his arms stretched out. That's kind of in there, um, which is in the end, towards the end of the, when, uh, Freddy's chasing her and he's got his arms stretched out, touching the walls and shit. It was kind of creepy. They got, uh, the one you talked about where she's covered in plastic in school. She falls asleep and her friend's Anita. Same one as in in the Friday and Nightmare on Elm Street. But I keep saying Friday. I don't know why. Um, she Anita burns herself on a pipe to wake herself up. And did she do that? I don't remember her doing that. She did that in one of the movies. I don't. I'm pretty sure it's in the first one. No, I, I remember in, in Friday the Thirteenth, but or Friday the Thirteenth. Jesus <laughs> Christ! In um, Elm Street, in Nightmare on Elm Street, but I don't remember that in this. She did. She burned herself there was a scene where they're in uh in like a refrigerator or something and there's ice everywhere and she burned her arm off frozen pipe oh and she got a mark on her arm to wake herself up okay that was a, a rip uh there's also a scene where the guy's attacked in the cell the guy that's accused of killing his girlfriend even though she had all these hands come out of the ground and kill her He's not hung in the movie. Like in the in the Elm Street, he the fucking Freddy gets the fucking sheet from the fucking cell and strangles him and hangs him in his cell in front of everybody. Uh, but in this one, he's attacked by fucking like a hundred fucking snakes that leak out of holes that uh, he claws in the wall. That yes, Sakal like claws open holes and they pour out and, and it's fucked up. Did you notice that he actually looked? It looked like he got bit. Yeah, like it for does. real. It was crazy because he was like he pulled it off his arm and it was stuck on it. Did you see the hand? holding the snakes above the door. No. Mouse pointed that shit out. <laughs> and then like later when they showed the glove in a 
the glove somewhere and it starts moving on its own. You can see the strings. Dude, were those real fucking snakes? I don't. I think some of them were. They looked really real. It looked real to me. Yeah. And I was like, dude, those are asps, and those I, are fucking. A lot of them were cobras. like non-venomous snakes that were in there, but those there was those cobras, cobras in there. Those looked really fucking legit. And they use that shit in those. It in, looked legit to me. Yeah, they use, well, they do snake charming and shit out there. So it's like they do. Dude, the motherfucker got bit by I an ass. Like he did. And I bet you yeah. that if there was like a behind the scenes shit, they'd, they'd be like, yeah, talk about it. yeah, because he didn't even. He you could tell that it bit him because he pulls it off and you see his face, and then he runs to the cell door to try to get help. Yeah, and, and then, then he those gets, are very clearly like plastic. Yeah, snakes. he probably just he took one for the fucking film, man. It's crazy. Yeah, he got bit and he died. And he's dead. <laughs> he's never been seen again. He's dead. Uh, <laughs> there's uh, a last movie, right? That sucks. <laughs> did you notice they did uh, do a kind of a nod to Evil Dead Two or Evil Dead with some of the camera work where they run up the stairs oh, yeah. into Nita sleeping? I don't remember that being in an Elm Street in the Elm Street movie, although it could have been. I don't know. Looked like it reminded me of Evil Dead. Yeah, because they even That's had the their noise, camera work, the yeah. music kind of sound, the like background in one of the other elm street movies a girl gets trapped under the waterbed i believe it was in part four where joey's death is he's like making out with some hot girl and she's trapped underneath the i'm pretty sure like she's under the waterbed or something like that they completely rip that off uh she disappears under the plastic and then shakal pops out and kills the bad guy he's like the the douchebag owner guy that tries to rape anita Remember oh, that? Is that who that was? Yeah. Okay. Remember? Because she gets possessed, apparently, yes. by Chacal, right. which is totally weird, and you're just dude? like... And I was like, who is that guy? <laughs> I was right. Like, all, I was so confused. I'm trying to keep track of all the characters. Now, for those of you that didn't want anything spoiled, I'm going to attempt to break down <laughs> why this character came about in their story versus how Freddy Krueger was. So, as I mentioned, the police father which was Anita's, was it Anita's father? Yes. Yeah. He finds, like, they are looking over his shoulder when shit starts to go weird, and he reaches into a drawer, and you see, you know, that he has the Hinder Kruger glove, the golden one, and it's like, plot twist! Oh, shit! Yeah. Because, like, in the original Elm Street, the father's, like, a drunk asshole, uh, or no, he's just a police officer, he doesn't believe her, but then they kind of make you wonder if he's the killer. And it's like, surprise, he killed Kruger, you know? Like, it's not really him in, in this version, Chacal. He caused it. Right. <laughs> so basically, what happened is is that her father went looking, because they somehow his daughter got killed by the Chacal, who is the Freddy Krueger version. So Chacal actually sacrificed children. He practiced black magic. He was more of a sorcerer than he was a pedophile or anything like that. He literally just killed children and chucked them down a hole. And, uh... <laughs> Sorry, it's just funny. But... His his lair looked like almost like the church, by the way, with that. Oh fucking, my god, they're reminding me so much of it, right? Because they have out. all the bodies on this weird head, yeah, and it's got these horns and like face and shit yeah, that are made so out of bodies. Smacked mouse, and I was like, "That's from the church." But <laughs> oh, her geez. her father tries to go save their daughter there because she had a younger she had a younger sister anita did who died by this guy and mohini. she didn't know her name is mohini and she got chucked in the hole and 
a long, seemingly bottomless hole. Yeah. Uh, but he, he locked, basically the police officer fights him off with a fire torch. He falls back into a fucking, like a box, and then they chain him and bury him alive, basically just the dad, which I don't know how the fuck he's carrying. Yeah. yeah. Like, how the fuck is he carrying this box by himself yeah. to cover the secret for however many years? Yeah, no. Um, but you fast forward seven years, and they dig up the box, and it's empty. Except, except there, yeah, there's snakes in there. Then wind starts to blow, and, and they shut it. It takes them like a really long time to shut a it, by really the way. long time. And then when they finally shut it, they're like, oh, thank God, you know? But it's like almost like they unleashed the evil. And then the police father and Patrash, Anita's boyfriend. Prakash. Prakash, sorry. Very good. Uh, Anita's boyfriend, he, the police father and him have explosions going off for no goddamn reason on either side of them. They try to run away and it's like, boom, and they dive <laughs> on the ground and it's like, boom, on the other side. And they're like, holy fuck. And then they stand up and then the father just pats Prakash on the shoulder and shakes his head. And I'm like, the hell? <laughs> what the fuck is going on? But <laughs> there's like gotta be like an Indian rite of passage or something. Like when you survive the forest spontaneously combusting, like right? you get the share of dad's approval. <laughs> Dude, it was funny to me. I just it was I, funny. It was just silly. The, the whole... same shit. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I didn't I just I wasn't enthralled by the scary parts really no, all they that much. Scary. I mean, even the death at the end when they kill him, like <clears throat> That's like they crush him under like I don't want to spoil so it for stupid. you guys, but if you if you don't care, listen. But if not, they crush fucking Shakal. Yeah, it's under this like medieval torture device, like that giant he gingerly sl- like her boyfriend gingerly yeah, drops well, the what spikes. Was that? Wouldn't you just pull the lever yeah, and it would drop? Like spin it fast, motherfucker! Like come on! Like they were like no. You gotta make it go longer. It's yeah. more tense. The whole time I'm watching it, going, "Why is it going so slow?" And then now all of a sudden it crushes him to death, like, like, like that. Yeah, like the done. edit is just so quick. All of a sudden, it's like he's like lowering these goddamn spikes, and it's like just drop it. Yeah, you're supposed to pull the pin and just let it drop. Just let it go. Not slowly let it down. It was like almost like they had it backwards. Yeah, I. My favorite part was <laughs> okay. So she like somehow gets him into this guillotine. And then chops off his his legs like below the knee, right? Right. And is a different she actor. Uses right? an axe to cut the rope for the guillotine. Okay. Why does she not just take that same fucking axe and chop his head off? That's a good point. As he's laying there on the ground, like <laughs> crawling he can't stand at her. up, he's crawling at her. But no, she goes and runs into a weird stable thing right. and locks herself in it. Doesn't take the axe. Doesn't take anything. She just runs into this weird blockade and locks herself in there and then just sits there and screams as he crawls towards her. And tries to like, yeah, like it's, a, it's. I, they were literally trying to make it the most tense moment. Yeah. That's why they lowered the spike so slow, why she was screaming. Ah! It was so ridiculous. Like, she was like it, freaking and, out. Oh, I don't know. That was weird. That part kind of reminds me of the closet scene in uh, Halloween. Well, then the whole family comes in and then they like stand around and let Prakash do everything. Yeah, he <laughs> oh call like shuts the door and they're all trapped in there together and, and they just stand there for no reason. They just stand there. They're just Like ch- even chilling. her mom is there. Like yeah, what like, the fuck is she, like the and you, and you notice that that lady she, she's like the whole movie by the way, her mom 
is so sad because her her father just ignores like Anita's father ignores her mother like yeah. flat out just ignores her and she even talks about it with Anita at one point she's just like he's just so upset about things he's never gotten over his daughter mm-hmm. so he's just ignored me for three years yeah, for seven, seven years. years yeah <laughs> like no big deal whatever <laughs> Again, I still feel like that's probably common because most of those marriages are all arranged. So I don't know. I feel but like there's not a lot of love there. <laughs> you know, I thought about that, but I don't know if that's always true. It's not always true. No, I, but... I don't think that's that's like an old practice. But no, still I mean, this on. was '88, and I don't know. I thought about her because she was like in love with this other guy, yeah. and he kept calling her auntie and uncle. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? They're it's... related? No, they're not. That's what I thought like, at it, first. I but... was so like just weirded out. I'm just like, <laughs> excuse me. Yeah, we bang cousins oh, around God. here. Got another Game of Thrones going on right now. Like, <laughs> Jesus, I'm gonna fuck your sister. Okay. <laughs> or your whatever niece. All said and done, though, guys, I think it's a it, it's a, it's an interesting movie to watch. It's not one that I need to necessarily own. No. Uh, if I had nothing else to look for, I'd probably get it. But there are a lot of people who I know who are actually big fans of it, and so I don't want to say you know that it's not a good movie. Clearly, people really enjoy it. And if you are looking for something that is just out there and uh, weird to kind of delve into and see just how blatantly they rip off certain things and sort of the art style that there is in ripping things off and doing it a different way, this is one of those movies you should probably watch. Yeah, it's, this is a good one to grab some beers, order pizza, and hang out with a bunch of friends and watch the stupid shit. And at least try to choreograph with your friends the segments. Oh my God, that segments. would be great. <laughs> That would be fucking hilarious. Like, I'm going to have a fucking party and get everybody hammered, and we're going to do that. It'd be so funny. All right, so Brittany's got a movie that we're going to be talking about next. So the other movie that we did is Shocking Dark, a.k.a. Terminator 2, a.k.a. a million other titles. The Alienator. The Alienator. (laughs) And the list goes on. Um, Which was released in 1989. Well, filmed in 1989 but it wasn't released until 1990 okay in italy it is about in a polluted future venice researchers work to improve the situation one day unknown forces start killing them a team of soldiers and a couple of civilians are sent to investigate soon they encounter strange murderous creatures man that that write-up i hate to say is just like the worst yeah it's terrible Yeah. In a polluted future, Venice researchers work to improve the situation. The situation? What situation? Yeah, like pollution? Yeah, I guess. I'm assuming that's what they mean. Like, I'm just like reading that. I was like, <laughs> and I, I was just going to write my own thing for it, but I was like, no, this speaks to how stupid this movie is. <laughs> so we're going to keep it like that. <laughs> Sorry. I no, was, just, no, I you're was good. not a fan. Um, this was directed by Bruno, Ma- is it Matei? Matei, yeah. Matei. Um, who, and it says as Vincent Don. Yes, he was called Vincent Don back then. I don't know if he, he was just trying to hide it for legal reasons or something like I that. I don't know, but he did, he released a lot of his films under as Vincent different, Don, yeah. not even just Vincent Don, it's all these different names. Probably because he didn't want to be associated with it legally. That's what I thought. <laughs> like, yeah. You don't want to be tied to this he, shit or what? He, Bruno is actually pretty well known yeah. as a ripoff queen. Oh, or he's, king, like, a, I'm he's sorry. like a schlock master, right? Yeah. yeah. He does, well, exploitation ripoffs. Right. So he's also known for Rats, Night of Terror, Dangerous Attraction, and Hell of the Living Dead. Well, yeah, many, and many among more. Other more, you know. More, he did. Uh, he also took over for Zombie Three. Three. Yeah. Uh, which Fulci backed out of because he just wasn't digging it. <laughs> yeah. And Bruno was like, "Yo, I'll Fulci. do it." 
Good call. Yeah. It was written by Claudio Fregasso. 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 I'm going to say it like that. <laughs> My new PA is fucking Italian and she drives me crazy. <laughs> um, as Clade Anderson. Another one where he went by a different name. Moniker, yeah. Yeah. Um, he has also done The Other Hell, Zombie 3, and Troll 2. Right. Um, it starred Christopher Aarons, who plays Samuel Fuller who is also in Blue Tornado, Titus, and Beyond Justice. A lot of these actors and actresses are in primarily like Italian films. Mm-hmm. A lot of it's TV movies. Some of them don't do anything else. And the list goes on. Yeah, some started with this movie and, and never did anything ever Yeah, again. like the next one, uh, Haven Tyler, who plays Dr. Sarah Drumble. This is the only movie she's ever done. Yeah, and she didn't do well at it. No. It also has Jaretta Jaretta. Yes. As Coster. Hell yeah. Which was the only familiar face that I saw in this entire movie. She was awesome. I love her. So you guys most likely know her from Demons. Right. Um, Murder Rock and Domino. Yes. Which um, we need to get her on at some point. Oh, she's really cool. Fucking amazing. Um, so some of the promotional for this movie when they re-released it because um, Severn Films re-released this as well as Zombie Three and Four. Mm-hmm. She did the promotional material dressed up as. Oh yeah, she did retro right. retro promos. Right, it was I fucking that. awesome. It is fucking awesome. They're they're so cool. Like it, I saw them on YouTube, at least the one for this. Right, and I was like, that is so dope. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also has Fausto Lombardi who plays Lieutenant Franzini. Who was in Terror Express, Desperate Crimes, and Heaven, which was a actually big movie, big Hollywood movie with Giovanni Ravisi. Oh, okay. Or I probably said his name wrong, but I love that dude. Uh, also had Dominica Colson, who plays Samantha. Again, this is the only movie she's ever done, and that's a good thing because she was fucking irritating. <laughs> <laughs> so, Alex, what did you think of this movie? Can you um, give me your breakdown or your lowdown or your whatever? Well, just to be clear for you guys, um, there is... This we, is his favorite We, we did not have the <laughs> Severin Films copy um, to watch this, but I did find a version on YouTube that is grainy and fucking... It was rough. was one of the only ways that you could watch this movie. Uh, it was called the full composite print version on YouTube uh, if you... You know, we highly recommend watching the full version because the uncut version is the Severn Films version that's out now. You can pick up. It literally just came out May 29th. Yep. So literally just a couple weeks ago. So um, but um, you can get it for 30 bucks on uh, by Severn. So but this movie is a total ripoff of Aliens. Only it basically takes place in the sewers or is it an underground facility? I don't don't know. In Venice. Yeah, it's not a spaceship, but it looks like one. It's definitely not a spaceship. Uh, at the end, at the third act of the movie, it technically turns into a Terminator movie as well. If that's not confusing, well, it's it's a pretty confusing movie. Um, the whole story takes place in this this tunnel sewer facility. I guess if you're you know going to rip off a fucking movie, why not throw two fucking movies into one and just do it? Like the sewers are basically the spaceship hallways and shit, like from Aliens, and then there's like a robot that's in this movie or a replicant. Uh, that they call that's it's so the Terminator. It's really confusing in that sense, but it's kind of cool in a way because it's so bad it's good. So technically, the story is that the corporation Tubular. Has, <laughs> I laughed so hard. <laughs> they have a plant that was made a, that made a uh, a pass between the plant.
Grant and Venice for some sort of safe transport because there's some fuckery involved, and we'll explain that a little bit later. But there's a, a Marine special unit called Megaforce <laughs> set out to conduct Operation Delta Venice. Yeah, none of this makes sense. Delta Venice? Creative. It's like they were just throwing words together. They are throwing words together. <laughs> uh, some of this, the dialogue in this movie is fucking insane, but the, the, the mega force consists of a surfer dude named King, <laughs> a corporate suit who was a Marine who works for Tubular Corp, Cowabunga dude. That's what I thought was so funny. It's a tubular corp and then they got it's a like, surfer dude. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like we get it. Yeah, ha ha ha. Very fucking funny. That like, was a popular thing, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in the 80s, but not now. Not in the 90s. God, no. Um, who works basically. He, he he basically is called Fuller and he, he just loves to act tough and clearly can't act worth a shit. No. Uh, always talking about how the creatures are a work of art, you know, to follow, follow that trope that they kind of do in the movie Aliens. Um because they doesn't want him to kill him and shit like that but uh never lands a line ever no, um it's the probably worst. the worst actor in the entire fucking film uh but you know it's so bad it's good so but there's also you know like you mentioned Jaretta Jaretta who I'm really I was really happy about her role is so like so short though it's like Garcia in the aliens movie so yeah. she kind of fills that role um yeah, and then fucking Dr. Sarah, whatever, is supposed to be Ripley, I'm assuming. Yeah, she's like basically plays two roles. She's one pathetic ass Sigourney Ripley. Weaver and Sarah Connor from Terminator, by the way. Yeah. She's got a dual role. Plus, it also has Kowalski, who plays like the scared Marine, which is like Bill Paxton. Yep. Um, they wear vests, by the way, guys. These vests. <laughs> For like, Christ's sake, they have like fucking V-shaped fucking shoulder pads uh, with like this V-vest because it's the future. 2000, by the way. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. Right. <laughs> About 18 years ago. <laughs> uh, but uh, and also the girl who plays Sigourney Weaver's role and also Sarah Sarah Connor, like from Terminator. Haven you, Tyler. You'll never forget her fucking name, by the way, Sarah. Oh, my because God. there's another girl in this film that plays fills the part of Newt from Aliens who says her name about, oh, I don't know, a hundred times. You could probably make a drinking game out of this if you wanted to wake up from a blackout you drunk die. moment. Yeah. You will die. Holy shit, dude. Like, I would have left her in that fucking hole. That was driving me nuts. Sarah! Oh, I, Sarah! I can't. Again. Sarah! Again. I muted it. <laughs> I, I looked at Mouse and I was like, I'm going to fucking hit something. Like, I can't. I cannot do this. I was like, I would have kicked her off of fucking the wall or left her in the hole, kicked her off a bridge. I don't care. Like, I would have killed her myself. Another like, thing that I really liked so about it, I, it was really, inter- it really, really, really it's fucking annoying. Awful. Um, but you could tell that they did try to go for some sort of atmosphere uh, but it didn't land like at all no. um it's 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 really cheesy it's cheesy fun in my opinion because i had a real genuine laugh many times throughout the movie because it was just so bad like christina would like be having a conversation or try to talk to me about something and then she would hear something and just start cracking up <laughs> uh the creatures are fucking silly slimy trunk-like <laughs> cthulhu elephant looking monsters with red eyes that opt to punch, <laughs> slap, sometimes scratch, and chuck people over ledges rather than tear them apart, which sucked. It did suck. Because uh, you could tell that they didn't have enough money for the gore, which really bothered me, and that was really the disappointing factor in this movie. Um, but if you get scratched, by the way, guys, you get you get infected. You turn into a zombie. It's like a zombie. Well, it's That's weird. It's like zombie shit. It's so you get weird. into like a cocoon, 
And then if you're in a cocoon, you kind of go crazy. But then there's other people who are walking around that aren't in cocoons who are fucking like infected. And, and what's with the dude in the beginning of the movie, the scientist that comes up and sounds like he's oh, like retarded? Oh, yeah. What was that? That was one of those people that is infected, but I guess isn't in a cocoon. I don't know. But he's not attacking anyone? No. Oh, no, he did. He strangled that person. Right. But Anyways. Like, what the hell? I, mean, I personally think the film is interesting in the way watching styrofoam burn. <laughs> is is interesting because uh, it's it's bad to breathe, but you can't stop watching it kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you shouldn't be around it, but it's so bad it's interesting. Like it's just there's no I don't know. There's really zero gore aside from like one ripped limb, a few falls to death by a few dummies. Uh, it's got weird shitty mash of Terminator aliens and a fuck ton of fuck ton of bad acting. Yeah. Um, still. I mean, I still couldn't help but laugh as I reeled in disbelief of the bad acting in this movie. Because it this was one of the worst we've ever done. I don't think it was the worst movie I've one ever seen. Of the worst. I enjoyed watching it because I kept laughing. No, I mean the acting wise. Oh yeah, Dear it's God, really bad. This is awful. I think it's, it deserves an award for how bad the acting yeah, is. Yeah, like, what's it called? What are those uh, called? I forget what they call it. Razzies, the Razzie Award, yeah, and but I don't like think the, of I don't think this is ever on a Razzies. That's Top how bad down. it is. Yeah, like, <laughs> it needs all the Razzies. I'd probably pick it up at the uh, Mad Monster and uh, Severin booth when they're they gonna do. have a booth here this year. They did last year. Oh, that's right. I want it because it's just I can't even. It, it, it's kind of creative and ingenious in some ways, in such a horribly executed way. <laughs> like I don't even know. Like. Christina and I were just laughing the whole fucking time at the bad acting. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. What did you think, though? I mean, like, honestly. Same, like, I'm on, honestly, I'm in the same boat as you. You didn't like it as much as I did. I didn't like it as much as you did, but I mainly just because I fucking love Alien, so. Yeah. I was like, God damn it. This is literally just like a terrible fucking ripoff of Alien. It is really. Are you fucking kidding me? A lot of the same scenes. And I could give a flying fuck less about the Terminator aspect of it. But um, the whole time, I'm just like, come on. Like, even with, (laughs) like, when they come in to the people when they're in, like, the cocoons and everything, I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, it was pretty blatant. It was just nuts to me. And the whole time, I'm like, you're supposed to be Ripley? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's shit, the worst it, fucking Ripley I've ever I've ever could have imagined. Well, like, the worst part is, is that well, takes her till the third act of the movie, maybe even the last twenty minutes grow of the, some balls to grow some, yeah, like to like to be the Ripley or the Sarah Connor, yeah. that she's supposed to be. Otherwise, the whole fucking movie, she's just like, oh yeah, okay, oh whatever, all right, it's cool. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Still wish they would have just like launched that little girl off a cliff. God, and what was the accent? Like, what was that all I about? Say, I don't know. I can't do it. Where'd she come Sarah! from? You know what it reminded me of? Have you ever seen... Well, have you ever seen... Uh, did we do Della Morte, Della Morte together? Della More? Yes. Or Cemetery Men? Yes. There's a girl in that movie. She's like, Claudio. 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 Yeah, we talked about that. It reminds that. me of her. We did that for like 10 minutes, okay. I feel like. <laughs> like. We both just made fun of it the whole time. <laughs> um, which I love that fucking movie, by the way. Such a good movie. That's what she sounded like. Um, that is what she. That is what she sounded like. It was this weird fucking. It wasn't Italian, but it wasn't British. It was like this weird mashup accent, and it was. It's because she's eighteen years old playing a child. Yeah, and the whole time I'm like, where did she fucking come from? Why is there a child here? <laughs> well, oh. it's because it's Newt from Aliens. Oh, remember the little girl that got trapped? And she was like hiding in the vents in the aliens. Yeah, that's the girl. That's what it's that's supposed who to be. she's supposed to be. Jesus, 
Like, but still, why are you there? <laughs> Where did you come from? <laughs> like, yeah. There's nothing, there's no backstory or anything to explain it, and she's just there. And then all of a sudden, she forms this bond with Sarah, and then they have to, like, then they are the only ones that survive. I get, yeah. Well, and there's some, it really takes a weird turn yeah, about the last 10 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Like, I'm like, what? The whole, like, weird Terminator sequence thing was just confusing. It really was. And I, I don't know, I don't get it, but... It, I've seen worse movies. I don't know. The acting is just The acting was so, fucking terrible. It is something you have to see. Greta was the only one that wasn't shitty. Her and that one guy who was like the main guy who was like in charge of everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the lieutenant, right? Yes, I think so. Because yeah. he was always talking to the captain. Yeah, yeah. He was pretty good. Yeah, he was actually pretty decent. Her and Those two, though, were the only ones that I... The fucking the Fuller guy. He was awful. The tubular fucking corporation robot guy, so replicant bad. guy. Holy shit! Uh, uh, you're, you, he's supposed to be quirky because I guess they wanted him to be the replicant. I don't know. And yeah. sorry, guys. Like, I mean, if you've seen Aliens, you've seen Terminator, you pretty much have seen this movie. The last ten minutes of the movie are the only time that it's going to change. Yeah. Other than yeah, some like throwing people off sides like weird shit yeah no one dies in a cool way no no one i thought somebody's head was gonna get popped oh my god at one point and they didn't do it and i was like damn you know do you know how great that movie would be if it had gore in it it would be better right i wouldn't say it would be great but it would be better that is probably the most disappointing thing about this movie like i was so upset about it i'm just like are you serious nothing nothing from that yeah yeah. at all like it was oh it was sad I don't know. Well, good times. Did you have any cool trivia about um, it? I don't have a lot of really cool trivia, but I did want to talk about what all was on the Blu-ray in case you guys were curious. Okay. So there are some extras included on the Blu-ray, which two of which I'm kind of excited about, and I'm I want to watch them. I'm not going to buy the fucking DVD or the Blu-ray or whatever, but well, you want to see them. I want to see them. One of the things that's on there is Terminator in Venice, um, which is the co-director and co-screenwriter uh, Fragasso, Fragasso, sorry, Claudio Fragasso, Fragasso, and Drudy, 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 whatever. Discuss their commission to combine aliens and the Terminator, the difficulties of building the story around the Venice locations, Italian producers' habits of retiling movies to sell them as phony sequels, and offer their generally negative opinions on the final product. <laughs> I would, like, die to see that. Like, I, I just want to hear them talk shit about this movie. Well, yeah, I wouldn't... Which I, makes I sense wouldn't as imagine... Which makes their names on it. Claudio's talked bad about it? Yeah. He doesn't use his real name in it either. That's weird because he was the one that was in Troll 2. Remember? He was the one that was all butthurt when people were saying Mm -hmm. bad stuff about it and making fun of it. Yeah, but it's it's those two. And then they talk about their negative opinions about the final product of the movie. Uh, I want to see it now. But it definitely has Once Upon a Time in Italy, which is Geretta Geretta. The actress and Italian horror superstar recalls her early career moving to Italy and her various Italian horror thriller sci-fi roles. Um, in Rats, Night of Terror, Lucio Fulci's Murder Rock, and Lamberto Bava's Demons, and of course in uh, Domino, and her role in Shocking Dark, and directing her own films. Right. So I'm like, fuck yeah, get it. Jaretta, if you're listening, we gotta get you on, lady. Yes! I want you on here. It'd be great to have an interview with It'd you and talk amazing. about it. She's in like some of my favorite movies, one of them being Demons, so... Uh, but yeah, that's cool though. I want to. I want to check it out. It's like it's kind of a pricey buy for this movie. Oh yeah. But I want to check out the extras. You're like, like really paying for the extras. Yeah, it sounds ridiculous to be like, oh, it's thirty bucks. Like that's not doesn't sound like that's that much. But if you've seen this movie, 
Five dollars is too much. <laughs> like, but yeah, you're buying it for the extras. She mentioned, you know, it was also named Terminator Two, and I believe uh, that was the Italian name that they used. That is what they used. Yeah, uh, predominantly, and a lot of people who actually watch this film or are fans of it, or maybe cult following or whatever, know it as a Terminator Two ripoff. You know what I mean? Or which it's technically more of an aliens ripoff. Which, an aliens, yeah. if you dig deeper, but it technically beat the James Cameron sequel by two years. It did. So making it confusing for anybody, uh, when they transferred it over here to the United States, which took a while because there was obviously rights issues with using yeah, Terminator 2. To. Yeah, they basically had to change the name to Shocking Dark, and that's why it is. Now, it was also called Alienator, like I mentioned, in Japan, too, which oddly makes sense. That because, makes more sense. Right. It should Shocking have been called Dark that. doesn't make sense. Should have been called Alienator. Yes. Shocking Dark to me makes it sound like it's more of an interesting movie than it is. And it's a different movie. Like that makes it sound more like Event Horizon. I don't know why they picked that name. It doesn't make any sense. Like I'm like, is it because they, she shocked the guy? I don't know. Maybe he touched something that In shocked him and I it was like, yeah. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just a weird title, but yeah, Alienator is perfect. It's interesting, though. Like, his history, though, Matei, uh, Bruno Matei, grew up around a lot of films as his his father actually owned a lot of film editing studio. He did a lot of that. And he studied at a lot of schools for, you know, National Film School. He, he graduated and initially worked as a screenwriter. So, and then he, he supposedly had some pretty high claims about what he did on his work that he claimed that he worked on as a screenwriter and had worked on over a hundred films uh, as an editor. But a lot of people found that to be like bullshit. Yeah. He was just kind of like peacocking to get further in the industry, um, which kind of makes sense hey, considering, worked, smart. <laughs> considering how like these guys were like almost like the Canon films of Italy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. trying to make like ripoffs. But uh, like I mentioned before, he also replaced Lucio Fulci as the director of Zombie 3 in 88. Uh, If you guys haven't seen that movie, it's kind of weird. And then he also co-produced Zombie 4 after death and then immediately after using the same sets and some of the same cast members and allowing Fergasso to direct that one on his own. (laughs) <laughs> so he co-produced it and then handed it over to him. So they worked together very closely. Um, but he spent a lot of the 70s and early 80s making erotic films uh, with like Women's Camp 119 and Porno Holocaust. Oh my God. Before, yeah, which is awesome. I've never seen it, but I just love the name. I think there's a movie or there's a song called Porno Holocaust or... Oh, I'm sure. I can't remember. It's by fucking somebody. I just can't think of their name. Uh, but he... he he basically turned to the horror genre shortly after that. I feel like and, that a lot of people do that. <laughs> right. And I've seen Rats Nights of Terror, Night of Terror. They actually do the the double Blu-ray with Nights of Rats Nights of Terror and Hell of the Living Dead. There it is. It was like a something of the Living Dead. What was it? But the night the rats night of terror is one of the movies where they threw rats in the actors' faces. Excellent. Like literally. Like, just threw them in their face. Like, what the fuck? So, just side note Porno Holocaust is a pornographic horror film. Mm-hmm. We should totally do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm all about it. It's fucking hilarious. I, I like, we definitely need to do the, something like that in like the future. The video? Oh, Jesus Christ. The fucking, fo- oh, the pictures. I've, I've heard of it, and I might even have seen the trailer and shit. It's, it's ridiculous. It's old. It is old. So, what are some of your favorite scenes? Okay, well. 
I know I have a lot to say about this, guys, but there's just so much that I was thinking when I was watching this movie. But the first thing that just struck me as like funny and freaky and just stupid is the sewer freakout scene where they got Drake, uh, who's balding. He's in one of the other movies that I think. I th- oh, he was in Cemetery Man. That mm-hmm. guy. Uh, he's just like screaming and he chokes the dude. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then in like Drake acts like he's like his acting is so fucking horrible. Like and he sounds mentally challenged a little bit like the way he does it. Yeah. He's trying to sound crazy guys, but he sounds mentally challenged. His acting is fucking laughable, but you know, I mean everybody's acting for the most part um yeah. is pretty laughable in this one, but just the way he screams and they all cover their ears and then he runs off like a crazy person like was pretty funny to me. I don't know. What about you? <laughs> The only scene that I actually liked stylistically, even though it's a complete ripoff from Alien, was when they find them all in that cocooned area. They find that first dude that disappeared. Okay. Um, well, these they, don't have to be your favorite scenes, just ones that stood out. That's, that's yeah. yeah. This is one that, to me, I was just like, oh, that's cool. I mean, it's blatant, but it's cool still. <laughs> they did a decent job with it. So they, the one dude goes missing, one of their mega... What are they called? Mega... Mega Force. Mega Force dudes. Which is another fucking movie, but... Uh, so one of the Mega Force men <laughs> disappears, and... Um, We're the Mega Force! Yeah. I'm but like, they oh. haven't messed with the Mega Force! It's like Thundercats. I'm just like, why? <laughs> Dude, Captain that was Planet. so bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> ridiculous. Um, anyway, so they're trying to find him, and then they stumble upon this room where everyone's like... There's a bunch of bodies that are basically cocooned up to a wall. It looks like it's like snot but fuzzy snot right covering everybody i don't know they're trying to mimic the fucking aliens they completely movie, are it's, yeah. except no one bursts like nothing bursts out of anybody's chest which was really disappointing to me yeah well yeah so that would have been like, too obvious can, can, come on like if you're gonna rip it off this much already then have chest bursters something do or, something or little creatures or make them burst out of their face i don't care burst from somewhere <laughs> do something like i don't understand what they turn into weird my stomach almost burst from laughter yeah they turn into <laughs> these like weird like garbage men elephants <laughs> with fucking maraschino cherries for eyeballs like i just <laughs> i don't understand what like their thought process was i don't either dude it's ridiculous to me and they, they don't look threatening they look stupid the creatures yeah yeah they're really weird they're stupid they and then, look like, like they happy elephants little, like, weird, like, like, a, like toothless yeah they open always open, open their mouths God. but their their nose is in the way so it never made any sense it's a and it's so, so it looks like they got a mouthful of cum guys yes it does it's gross like fucking old cum too oh, like it's just jizz central and <laughs> no one's no one's excited about it do you remember the part where that kowalski guy gets slapped real quick in the face and then he apparently falls to his death he's the first guy that falls to his death <laughs> yeah. dude that slap to the face made me lose <laughs> so it funny. dude because it was just like Pap. yeah he <laughs> just <laughs> like i was like waiting hell? for this like cool like i get like finally they're yes. fucking here i get to see a creature and it just he's just like bip He's like bitch slap. Just like immediately, you see him falling. Like it just doesn't make any yeah. sense. So the slap, you guys, is like the equivalent of in the olden days, a man would take off his glove and slap the guy in the face with the glove if he wanted to initiate a duel. Yeah, or whatever. Like, right? That's the kind of slap. Like this little. Meh. And then he just falls, and I don't even remember him screaming. No, he like didn't he just scream, fucking he just falls. falls. And, yeah. It's like he's dead already when he falls, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, that was it. That was ridiculous. And then like um. 
Jaretta just like disappears. What happened with that? Where did she go? She got yeah. They didn't show her death. They just show her getting grabbed, and then you assume that she's like in a pod. Yeah, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like they that was the best character. I know, right? Well, her and the that one guy, but she's the more recognizable character because she's kind of the badass, you know. Yeah, I did like the beginning with her when she's like harassing, like sexually Dude, harassing them in the like, locker room. He's like, fuck you, and <laughs> she just points at him. She's just like, you watch yourself, like yeah. you know. There's like these weird that's the funny thing guys like there's there's literally parts in this movie where there's like no dialogue mm-hmm. and it's like 3 minutes long. Yeah. And you're like what the fuck they have so much There's a lot of space. voided space in there that's I mean nothing. they do talk but it's like it's really I don't know, like, there was a part, like, okay, here's one part where they were, like, talking to the guys in the fucking sewer, and they were like, uh, sir, we, uh, the the transmission has been disturbed and intermittent. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) So confusing. It was like they were trying to use big words, even though they didn't know what they meant. Right. (laughs) It's so fucking, it's like a child. And there's, like, no music in some of these parts where it's just, like... It's just dead silence. Yeah, it's just, like, dead silence. You hear little... Beeps and clicks and shit in the in the in the uh like the headquarter room or whatever the fuck there is. Yeah. They're in the fucking like engine room or whatever some facility or whatever the fuck it is. But yeah, like it was like Yeah, what I mean the and fuck? I I can't tell you like the plot of this movie. Well basically what happened is is that this company, this corporation called Tubular Corporation, is trying to poison the water supply of Venice with these two different chemicals and basically kill off the population and destroy the ecosystem and everything and then go and then buy up all the real estate for like cheap for like 75% off she says and like this video like as they watch this video where the newt character girl Samantha turns it on or whatever and uh they this lady's like telling all the like stockbrokers like what they're getting into and oh this must be keep secret because we're gonna go back in and buy it for 25 percent of its original cost and then sell it and fix the ecosystem and everything and we'll be back on top and own the entire city and it's like they didn't expect that all this like bad shit, all these creatures would come from these chemicals that they stuck in the water and like cause people to do all this thing. So they send that guy in to try to fix it, but he's from the future and he's a fucking replicant, which <laughs> AKA Arnold Schwarzenegger two from Terminator two who comes back and he's like this bad guy. And he goes from like really bad acting to, Overly bad acting. Yeah. Uh, one, one of the fucking... There was a couple of lines I want to mention. That One of the things he says, he's like, I'm the most perfect, perfect being ever constructed by Tubular Corporation. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, what? Like, there were so many bad lines, I couldn't write them all down. One of the other lines that I loved in this movie that made me fucking crack up is two of the guys are talking about getting this guy, and they're like, let's get some KY so we can shaft him real good. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> that was one of the scenes that Christina was like, what the fuck? I fucking con- totally missed that. <laughs> yeah, that, that the Christina was trying to tell me something really quick, and then she heard that, and she was like, she like looked at the TV like, what the fuck <laughs> are you watching? That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go back and try and find that part, because I missed that entirely. Um, and guys, we're probably going to spoil some things here. So if you don't want to listen past this, we totally understand. But I just, you know, I mean, I'm not really ruining anything for you. But, you know, we're going to talk about something. There was a part, and I just want to mention this because you seemed like you didn't have any other parts that you really liked. Uh, Sarah and Samantha, who's the new character and the Sarah, 
Sarah Connor and the Sigourney Weaver character. The, the, Sarah is the two of those combined, and then Samantha is the Newt cre- character from Aliens. They're in the secret time pod, and the little girl continues to yell Sarah annoyingly, by the way. And Sarah turns to the little girl, and she says, we're all going to die. Yeah. And I was like, holy fuck, like, dude. We're going to die. I'm That's... Like... <laughs> I was like, okay. Like... And then a TV pops up on the, and it's like, well, it's the same lady that was explaining why they did all this stuff. And it's like welcoming, welcoming them to, this time to the tubular capsule. time pod, which <laughs> informs them that they're going to be traveling to the past today before the facility that they're in self-destructs to protect its interests. And then it's like, wait, what, what the fuck is happening? They're in a time pod. Yeah. This isn't in any of now them. They're going back in time. Which is funny because this was two years before they introduced a lot of the time. Even though he was sent back in time, they, I don't know, it just seems a little bit more time play. But it's like so loose, it's ridiculous. So they go back before the whole Venice is destroyed with poisons and shit. They find a little kid playing with a toy truck. And then all of a sudden the toy truck gets stomped on. And guess who shows up? It's the alienator. <laughs> and uh she stabs him in the eye and he pulls like part of his face off and then like then you know an extra 20 minutes of the movie continues on of just him chasing them right in the most weird horrible arnold schwarzenegger impersonation ever terrible puns the entire terrible dialogue the entire way it's not even puns it's just stupid it's <laughs> It's fucking stupid. I don't know. There was some funny stuff in it, though. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's really... There was a lot of, like, rip-off scenes. I mean, literally everything from Aliens all the way up into the point where they find Newt. She even says... She was like... You know how, like, in Aliens, like, Sigourney Weaver's character fucking says... Get away from her, you bitch! You know what I mean? And and screams that. Well, the Sarah character, the scientist, even screams, You bastard! Yeah. When she's fighting the replicant and shoots above him and he gets electrocuted or whatever. That's why they called it Shock and Dark. Right. I, I, I guess. That's my guess. It's my shot in the Shock and Dark. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just thought it was really... Uh, it's interesting that they switch from aliens into that. Because there is, you know, robots. They got... You know, in in the first Alien and in the second one, obviously, like, what's his name? I can't even think of his name from the Alien franchise, but I always like him. Uh, I don't know. But it's a, it's a mix of the two, guys. If you're interested in seeing this, at least watch it. We watched it in really low quality. I wouldn't recommend that. Yeah, was. If you can get a copy of the fucking Severin film, I think it's at least worth a watch. And if you have a friend that owns it, maybe. I couldn't rent it anywhere. You can't rent any of the Severin films anywhere that I know of. Bring them a pizza and go watch their movie. I tried to look for it to rent because I just didn't want to. But originally I was like, oh, this is the uncut version. I thought it was two hours long. But they added all this extra shit at the end of the movie so that YouTube wouldn't pick it up Mm -hmm. and then strike it for copyright because it wasn't the exact time. Right. So I don't know. So we watched it on there. I'm not trying to, you know, but 30 bucks. I didn't know if I wanted to. I would have rented it had I found it. Right. But yeah, it looks really good in in, uh, Blu-ray, I'm sure. Yeah, it looks really good. Nobody in the fucking, nobody has seen something This is why I wish there was fucking gore in it because it would look (laughs) so amazing. Right, (laughs) yeah. Fuck, something. Like the most goriest part is when they, he rips that part of his face off. Well, you said it. You said that you liked the the Mahakal. I did more than this one. Yeah, that's my pick. I do too. Even though I, I fucking hated all the singing, I, like I don't know. I just, it's hard to say which of these turds I, I thought is which the, of these turds the is nicest. The nicest turd. 
<laughs> I mean, there is a level of fucking which, adoration for turdness like which this. Which of these turds had the most corn? I mean, I <laughs> guess I would probably lean Mahakal, but there, are, I genuinely was laughing throughout the the second one just because it was just like I said, it deserves an award, the turd yeah, award. Yeah, but it's like unintentional laughing. Like right. you shouldn't be laughing. It's it just, is. It's so bad. That's why you're laughing at it. It's not so bad. It's good. It's just so bad. It's just yeah. It's just so bad. <laughs> like that's it. It's just so bad. Like that we're done. Like <laughs> that's it. I don't know, <laughs> man. It's hard to like. It, it, but I I adore it for that reason too. So I don't, I don't know. know. But I, I think be I would lean to see it cleaned up. At least it was like Mahakal was like showed me different scenes. So it was kind of like comparing these all up. Like there's and they tried to do something original. Right. Well, they had to because they didn't want to piss off their rivals. Right. But I'm, I'm glad they did that. <laughs> the because... rival cinema gang. <laughs> the rival thugs. What <laughs> they, they have to do? Like a Bollywood dance off? I, I picture, yeah, like I picture like the <laughs> Ramsey brothers and those other guys, like like the fucking Jets and the fucking Sharks and fucking West Side oh Story. My God, yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, whatever. I'm old. Uh, I'm like, oh <laughs> Speaking of musicals. Jesus. Fucking musicals. <laughs> Can't do it. Anyway, guys, what did you guys think of these two movies? Have you seen these two movies? You can find both of them online. Look for Shocking Dark. Uh, hopefully, they'll have it out for rent, or you can pick it up on Blu-ray from Severin. Uh, you can also find Mahakal um, on YouTube, and it's really a good quality, actually. Yeah. It was it's like, really good. It was like DVD quality. Unless you want to spend $184, go ahead. You're welcome to it. Uh, but I found it online. I don't feel bad about it. Just send me that $184. Right. I'll burn it off YouTube and send yeah. it to you. If you guys are looking to throw money in the fire, just uh, send it on over send here. Send it on over here. We'll burn it for you. That's how good we are. <laughs> That's how good we are. Yeah. Well. <laughs> we got your backs. You're welcome. You are welcome. And tell them Alex sent you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you guys so much for coming by this week for this episode of Ripoffs Volume 1. We'll have some, <laughs> one. We'll have some in the future. We'll do some other ones because there are quite a few that we could do uh i i just enjoyed it i thought it was fun to do this. it was fun we're definitely going to do a porno one in the future yes. Por- porno horror movies i think that should be another like segment too It'll be volume one and then we'll do like volume two right because there's a lot of horror porn parodies that'd be fucking excellent fucking weirdos. <laughs> yeah, i don't know we'll come back to that <laughs> right we'll, we'll do something in the future guys but thank you guys so much for stopping by this week we'll be back on monday with a brand new episode and as always stay weird monsters <laughs> <laughs>